Hi. Here we are. Mm-hmm. We they are here. They were looking for us, and they were... you found us. Yeah. <laughs> now we got to go on the run Surprise. again. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> we just pop out of the closet. They're like, ha, I knew they'd be in here. <laughs> we give ourselves away. Yeah. Now we can't hide from anyone. No, because all you have to do is check. Check my closet. The closet, which you know where it is. For yeah, sure. it's the closet. You know it. The only one. Yeah. In North a... America. Yeah, no. Duh. Yeah, I happen to own this closet. It's my property. <laughs> and it's the and only it's closet. Special. Nobody else has a closet. Uh, no. 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 No, this is mine. I my know. closet. Not your closet. <laughs> <I know>. Yeah. <laughs> Andrea once tried to store uh, one of her corpses in here, and I was like, oh, and then couldn't I couldn't you do that anywhere else in any other closet? And I was like, oh shit, right. No other closet only exists. One closet. Yeah, so. So then I put it in the elevator shaft. Yeah. Because you don't share. <laughs> no. <Jerk>. My closet. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so now you know the origin story is of the uh, the corpse in the elevator. Um, uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That was a good prequel. We just gave it all away. <laughs> it was a good prequel to that, that following epic. Are you satisfied? They're all like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, well, right. too bad. We're going to satisfy you today. Um, we, we have first, fears. Yeah, we have fears. And that's very satisfying, I find. Yeah. Yeah, so Andrea, what are you afraid of? <sighs> jaw issues. That's pretty bad. Yeah. What's going on with your jaw? It's very relatable. And um, basically, it feels like it's going to fall off. A bunch of people right now are like rubbing their jaw They're like, just oh like, man, I've been too. holding tension. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when someone brings it up and you're like, oh shit, yeah, my, I am tense. What? Something's wrong with it. Yeah. What's, is it like pop locking? Like what's it going on? It pops and it's stiff and it hurts and aches and it has been doing this for a while and I should probably go to the doctor. Yeah, you should. Yeah. But I, I can only bring two things to the doctor at a time. And doctors. I have a thousand things, and I had to take care of some other stuff first, so. Yeah, you have to prioritize with doctors, because uh, yeah. they're like, I will treat exactly half a thing per. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now it's my jaw's time to shine. It's time I go to my doctor. <laughs> it's the jaw that gets the The old attention. jaw razzle-dazzle, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jaw's time. Jaw's time. Yeah. What are you afraid of? I'm afraid of uh, the horror genre being bad. Okay, I'll elaborate, though, because, I mean, that's kind of, like, already come true, right? But, um, <laughs> like, you know, okay, I was thinking about video games. I was thinking, oh, my gosh, there's so many good, good, like, body horror movies from the 80s. Why aren't they doing that anymore, really? Like, what happened to, like, Hellraiser or the things, style I things that aren't just remakes theory. of those things? It's because yeah. it's all zombies now. Yeah, I mean, zombies are out-ish, but, like, in video they games, they're not. They can't be out they're because still there's in. new shows coming still with zombies, zombies in them. Really? Oh, man. I yes. thought that they, like, died with, like, 2011 or something. I keep seeing more zombie-ish shows on Netflix. Netflix, it's not 2011, as much as you wish it <laughs> were, as much as I wish it were. We cannot have what we want sometimes. Yeah. Although, um, I don't want zombie movies back. And I don't, like, the thing is, like, zombie games are still, like, kind of dominating. And that drives me nuts because I'm like, oh my gosh, how many people can I shoot? Like, I don't care. I don't want to shoot people. I want crazy body horror wildness. And honestly, Bloodborne mm -hmm. apparently does that. And, like, everyone's going to try to spoil me for Bloodborne now because it's, like, the quintessential thing I'm asking for, basically. But um, I will let you know right now. You can tell me all the endings and I will forget them an hour later. Just so don't you tell will get me. no satisfaction. Don't tell me. 
I need, I just want to know what oh, happens. Oh, well, now you've said that they're totally gonna. But like, they're totally going to just delete Stop any it. email that like seems suspiciously like, bloodborne related. <laughs> if it if it's got a title like not bloodborne related, then just throw it out. I'm just gonna block everybody on Twitter now. <laughs> I mean, there's several different endings though, so we'll probably get a different one, right? We'll probably get yeah. a good person one because I'm forcing Andrea to be a good person. And once <laughs> we get our ending. In a few years or so. It's <laughs> such a Because we're very, game. very... We're on page two of 14 in the walkthrough. Yeah, we're And that took us... How long? Six months? Uh, yeah, it's yeah. been about that so, so far. So it should be a few I more years, like... and then maybe we'll be halfway through. Yeah, by then you probably will have forgotten so if So then a few spoiled. more years, and then I'll find out the ending. And then I will ask about the other endings. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the, the Lovecraftian body horror thing, I, I just wish that showed up more in horror games. My I fear is it. that, like, that's abandoned. My fear is that, you know, people have forgotten how fucking good things like, you know, um, Society, that 1983 movie, I think it was 1983, and, like, um, ah, fuck, what's the other one? Videodrome. Yeah, and Hellraiser. They're all very Hellraiser. similar. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, things like that. Love Hellraiser. I want them back. Come back. Uh, they should come back, yeah. but... That won't happen because all of the people that are in charge of these things have terrible taste. That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, there have been a few really good uh, horror movies coming up, but they're all like super emotional, psychological. And well, I love yeah. that and I support that and keep doing that. Also, give me my body horror. Yes. I want it. I crave me too. it. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. It, it's such a good theme. Uh, yeah. Yes. But so don't make any fear. snuff films. Um, uh, it'd be hard to make a body horror snuff film. Like Hellraiser, exactly can you imagine? Not Hellraiser. <laughs> they're, you know, where you're uh, chopping people's limbs off and stuff. and oh, But you're gosh. doing it for realsies. Yeah, I mean, the thing There's about that, that is that you will be arrested. Luca Magnata, <laughs> Canadian murderer. Oh, who did, oh, he also did kittens. Why? Because um, he really badly wanted attention. What a pathetic person to like do that to like any living being for attention. Like, he tried to be an actor and model first. So. He might have just wanted to stick <laughs> well, with that a bit longer. Yeah, like, like being a, an Instagram model is not that hard. Don't he go straight it out. from that to murder. Um, there are other ways to get attention. Yeah, no, post some nudes. You'll be set yeah. on Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nailed it. Star. I mean, they'll hire you. I mean, that's the thing. Like, if you do that, like on certain sites, and like even on Instagram, it's not too hard to become an Instagram model if you just, like, figure out your pics and kind of, like, like, I don't know, people just follow you based mm-hmm. on your tags. So, yeah. like, you just put, like, a popular tag in there and they'll be like, yep, yeah, followed. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of painters yeah. following me and paint companies. Yeah, because you once referenced that you're painting your house. I once hashtagged the word paint and... And mm, that's all it Yeah, took. now I've got paint yep. companies following me. The, uh, the Calgary... The Calgaryan? The Calgary Airport... <laughs> is following me because I was yeah. once there when I posted something and it, b- it went based off my tag location. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yep. okay. And they still are. They yeah, haven't been turned happen. away from all my other, like, shit. They're, They're just, just like, like, this person's cool because he was at he the was airport. He was in the airport once. Yeah. And, and <laughs> we are the airport. airport. Yeah. And we l- love ourselves. Okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, t- your airport photos. Yeah. Okay. So we also have emails. We do. I'm getting them ready. Okay. Yes, they take a lot of curating. They do. So this one is from Ducks in My Books, and it's a follow-up to remember um, their grandmother passed away, and then there was a bunch of, like, uh, 
they thought their family was cursed. Right, and yeah. And was a bunch of witchcraft in their family. Yeah, like a bunch of bad shit was happening. And then we demanded more of the story and they Oh, and they emailed. delivered. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Ducks in My Books. Yeah. So they say, okay, here's part two of the story of my weirdly cursed family. Uh-oh. So my grandmother was younger than 16 when she married my grandfather and he Ugh. was like 40. Ew, what? Oh, no. Yeah. And then they're like, I don't know, my grandfather was a pedo. <laughs> But it was normal in that time. It was, but that's creepy, yeah. He was into polygamy too, which is not that bad anymore since it's 2019. Yeah, you see, he should have picked the the, uh, latter over the former, I think. Yeah, I think that's fine. Stick with the polygamy uh, with other adults. With, yeah. Other 40-year-olds. Grown women. So they say, but all of his wives hated my grandma. He had like seven (sighs) wives because she was young as fuck. So they went to witch doctors. I wasn't really sure if it was real or true, but probably not. But it really feels like it. And cursed my grandmother with sickness, which lasted for years. Sickness like fainting spells, her stomach being blocked, which would starve her for days, etc. At some point, it passed on to my mom, but I'm pretty healthy. So I'm pretty glad nothing happened to me. And that's a story. The curse of my family. Like demons and stuff and seeing actual demons at a young age. (laughs) Like, I know that this is something that still happens now, but, like, cursing the teenager for what the 40-year-old man did is kind of bad. Like, Yeah. Why? I know. It's just a curse that you have to... Yeah, I mean, let's I guess curse it's her. Good... She's the one who totally made this yeah. decision alone with no help from the partner. Like, Yeah. Yep. I mean, I guess it's a good punishment because then they get to feel guilty about their family is going to be cursed for generations and yeah because their kids probably will be too yeah right with the grandfather's side yeah okay maybe unfortunately uh we have another email yeah so our second email so this one is from secret ghostbuster cousin hi secret ghostbuster cousin yeah i see Um, you we found you so it says hi andrea and ren it is your secret ghostbuster cousin here (laughs) i was wanting to make a request and we did this request. Yeah. You'll so find that's out. a spoiler. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, Lorraine Warren passed away mid-April and both her and her husband Ed had such a huge influence on not only the world of demonic and supernatural, but also on pop culture, Conjuring Universe, for example. Yeah. I was wondering if the two of you could speak about their lives and some of their most popular cases, which many have turned into hugely successful movies. Yeah. Like The Conjuring and yeah. Annabelle, which is also Conjuring Universe. Yep. Yeah. The Conjuring Extended Universe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And now a story for you both. This is one I actually have not shared with anyone before. Um, Yeah, I'm just going to dive Just going to dive right in there, yeah. I grew up on a farm in northeastern Alberta. My mother recently told me that from a very early age, both her and my very traditional father knew that I was seeing and hearing things that they could not. They did not want to scare me or necessarily stop this due to when they asked me who I was speaking to, I would give them concise information which allowed them to know who was interacting with me. Oh. Since they believed it was relatives who had passed, they felt I was being protected and therefore encouraged this. Right. Here are the two biggest events that made my parents believe that this was something to encourage. Oh. When I was three years old, my dad was breaking new land. He went over the property with a rock picker, but that only picks up the big rocks. As every farm family knows, you have kids for the small rocks. Oh, no. So at three years old, I was picking rocks with my two siblings in a dusty field. We all loved doing this because my dad would allow us to ride in the bucket of the tractor, which for kids is great fun. It would be. On the day in question, both me and my siblings were riding in the bucket when I decided to stand up. As soon as I did, my dad hit a bump. I toppled. Yeah, just. Bad. Bad Ghostbuster. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> naughty, naughty <laughs> Buster. Yeah. I toppled over the top of the bucket and was promptly run over by the front wheel of the tractor. Whoa. And by the time my dad was able to stop, I was partially pinned under the back large tire. Oh, jeez. To this day, the memory goes in slow motion just like the event did. I fall over the top of the bucket and then see the bottom of the engine. Oh. All the air leaves my body as I impact the ground and I am pushed into the soft dirt by the front tire. Oh, this is what saved my life. Gosh, the soft. Yeah, I was just about to say, thank goodness the dirt was soft. Oh, wow. Yeah. I look towards the big tire coming. It's coming. <laughs> towards me and see my dad in two places. One hitting the brakes of the tractor and freaking out, and the other standing just behind the tractor. Ugh. By turning my head to look behind the tractor, it prevented my head being touched. Oh, shit. Wow. I didn't understand at the time how Dad could be in two places and why he was dressed differently. Oh. He was wearing old-fashioned wool-type pants, suspenders. My dad was always in jeans and never wore suspenders. <laughs> and a long-sleeved white shirt. Dad always wore plaid shirts. My dad backed the tractor off of me, and both my parents were near hysterics. Yeah. As they kept asking me if I was okay, I kept saying I was okay, but how did Dad get behind the tractor? Oh. I was fine and literally was able to walk away. No bruising or anything. But Mom and Dad were acting very peculiar. I found out why when I was 14 years old and saw my first picture of my paternal grandfather, who died when my dad was nine years old. Oh. They are virtually identical except their dressing style. In every picture I saw of my grandfather, he is wearing old-fashioned wool pants, suspenders, and long-sleeved white shirts. I believe huh. he came to save me that day, and speaking to my parents, they believed this too. Yeah, that is fucking weird. Yeah. Definitely had a near-death experience there. Oh, that'd be a horrible way to go. Yeah. God. At about the same time, I thought I had a babysitter. Mom oh. kept telling me that I did not have a babysitter, so uh. I presumed it was just a friend. She was oh. as short as she was round, had a kind face, and looked like my mom. She liked to play with my dolls with me. After a while, my mom came with me with a picture of a lady asking me if this was my friend. It was her, and mom said that it was wonderful that I made friends with this person, and she was watching out for me. Oh. Years later, I started doing my family geneal genealogy and came across photos of my mother's grandmother, Burnett. Bernadette. Bernadette. Sorry. That's, yeah. Burnett's not a name. Uh, <laughs> it's somewhere. I mean. <laughs> it's somewhere. The one Burnett listing's like, <clears throat> <laughs> Ahem. Uh... My mother's grandmother, Bernadette, my great-grandmother. Yeah. It was my three-year-old best friend. Aww. I consider myself very lucky that relatives that I never met would take the time to take care of me and watch over me. I am also lucky that I had two parents that were not spooked by this and encouraged this as a gift. Yeah. Love you both, your secret ghostbuster cousin. Love you too. Thank you for the story. That's scary. I yeah, mean, it's scary in a nice way, though. it's a good story. Yeah, no, like, it's good that you had that. It's really nice to hear about these experiences, especially for me, who's, you know... I'm like, there, there's got to be something after death. Yeah. Please, something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hot. I know it's hot. Oh, God. I know. Oh, I okay. Know. This is why I suffer. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. I'm sharing the suffering with you. I'm melting. At least you didn't get run over by a tractor. That's good. I mean. Being hot I'd versus be being hot. What if you, what if this both. This happened in here. If it happened on a hot day, now that would just be in a In your mess. closet. Yeah, in my <laughs> closet. Tractors often come through here. I know. So you do have to watch out. It's busy. Yeah. It's a busy area. Yeah, I know. It's a hot spot. This Lots is the joint that people want to want to juke at. It's is like a farm want. slash rave. Yeah, yeah, farm rape. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't want that? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so now you, you guys know all about my closet. Yeah. And um, ghosts. The so, closet. Yeah. You know. 
Yeah, mom. You don't thought... have to specify that it's yours when it's literally the only closet in the world. Yeah, but I do because I don't want anyone to take it. Right. I have to like right. <laughs> stake a claim. Yeah. So, um, mom, mom actually thought that I was being watched over for a period of time there too when yeah. I was like 22, 23. Yeah, when I was going absolutely wild on substances and doing things that absolutely should have killed me, and I knew they should have, but I did them anyway. And uh, yeah, no, for some reason I didn't. She thought it was a specific relative who died, I believe, prior to when I was born. I never met this relative. But she described her to me and, like, described why she thought it. Who was it? And I it? forget it. Um, it's, like, a great aunt or something. Like, someone I don't... Oh, yeah. Really I might be wrong. I should ask mom. But, like, it's it's someone who I had not heard of nor met. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are, there are ones we've not heard of. Yeah. Mom probably was, you know, more around that side of the family, you know, before they died. So... Yeah. If it was... When she was a kid or something. side of the family? Yeah. I don't know any of, like, his siblings. I don't know any of, like, our grandmas either. I just well, know I don't that, know like, either, but I know their cousin names. cousin named Romeo and one named Juliet because Seriously? our family. Yeah, on grandma's side, one of our cousins or great cousins or something is named Romeo. Another one's named Juliet. Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. French people are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I, I don't understand it either. I don't know. I don't understand. But um, yeah. That's... I know. I'm calling... This is a call-out post for Grandma. She's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> for being tangentially related oh, to Romeo. But um, yeah. So we have some stuff for you today based on the request from Secret Ghostbuster Cousin. Yes. I figured I should put the email in with the request because... It just makes sense, I guess. Be practical. Be practical yeah, about I'm things. I'm being pragmatic. Yeah. So we are doing the Warrens. Yes. We're so both doing Ed and it. Lorraine Warren, yeah. And I'm just going to do like a little intro about them. Um, and then we just sort of focused on... Their cases. A couple of their cases. Yeah. Because yeah. they did like a lot, but... They did. And some are more popular than others, like more widely publicized. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the Warrens were American paranormal investigators and authors. Ed was a World War II U.S. Navy vet and former cop who became self-taught and self-professed demonologist. Yeah. 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 Like you do. Well, I mean, he could have gone to school for that, I'm sure. You could. But <laughs> Where's he decided the demonology to self-teach academy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Lorraine was clairvoyant and was a light trance medium, and she worked with her husband... They founded the New England Society for Psychic Research in 1952, which was the oldest ghost hunting group in New England. Wow. And they wrote numerous books. Apparently, they did like 10, like these books covered 10,000 cases that they did. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Which is why we are not covering them all. <laughs> You're welcome, guys. <laughs> We're not actually going to make you sit through like a year's worth of yeah, 10,000 cases. Yep. Just to be evil. Uh, they were among the first investigators into the controversial Amityville haunting. Yeah. Which I did not cover. Which no one's heard of. That's no, so obscure. I mean, it's Amityville. Amityville. What? What? What's that? Yeah. Is it Amityville? I think or so. Or Amityville? It's Amityville. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, because it's in like, what, the Midwest or something? Like the States? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, truth and consequences. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or no, Why truth is there or consequences. Truth or consequence. I think, yeah, there's a town. Somebody was just grumpy when they were naming that towns was New Mexico. in New yeah. Mexico. Towns in New Mexico. There's one called Truth or Consequences. Yeah. <laughs> or Truth and Consequences. Yeah, that's kind of dramatic. Yeah, it yeah. is. Okay. I mean, All they right. can do that. It's fine. Yeah, you know what? You we'll live free. Let that one. You go, go for it in New Mexico. You just, yeah. <laughs> you just 
You live your life. All right. So, <laughs> so the first one I'm covering is the Perone family haunting. Mm-hmm. This was the conjuring story. Yeah, so you guys get to hear the real uh, Conjuring story, where that actually came from. Yay! A lot of people probably have, but now you get to hear us talk about it. Yeah, which is way better. Yeah. Than... I mean, don't watch the any... movie. It kind no. Of is, it's kind of... Uh... We're better. Yeah. Okay, so in 1971, the Perone family moved into a 14-room farmhouse in Harrisville, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, wife Carolyn, husband Roger, and then their five daughters. Makes sense for the 14 rooms then. I was like, that's like a lot of rooms. But you need that many when you have that many children. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So that you can get away from them. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh. strange things began happening. A broom went missing. Then there were other small things like scraping against a kettle when there was nobody in the room. Oh. Like just something scraping a kettle. Well, that's rude. Strange, right? That's a nice kettle, probably. And it's oddly specific, but. Yeah, like what, what the heck did the spirit have against kettles? I don't know. Maybe it was trying to make tea. Yeah, he's like, I keep trying to, like, find the, the, the thing, the, like, the, the thing to make the kettle. And <laughs> I keep missing, and my nails just go on the kettle. And this is frustrating. Make me some, make me some tea. tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, the girls noticed a lot of harmless, or a few harmless spirits. I mean, I don't know how many. But there were a few that were angry. Yeah. Carolyn researched and found out the home had been in the same family for eight generations, and many members of that family died under mysterious or horrible circumstances. Ooh. Several of the children of the family drowned in the nearby creek. Oh, no. Not the prone family. Yeah. But the 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 past family that lived there, yeah. Uh, One child was murdered. Oh. And, or one, I don't know if it was child, one family member was murdered. And a few family members from that family hung, hanged themselves in the attic. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. That's a few bad. It's strange. Yeah, like I mean, Don't I guess I'd be depressed too if like my you know my children were getting drowned. Drowned. Yeah, yeah that's pretty bad. Um, mm-hmm. So they figured out the really bad spirit in the house with, was Bathsheba, what? who was the mistress of the house, and she resented the competition of the mother Carolyn. Carolyn. Yeah. Uh, there was a real person named Bathsheba Sherbin who lived there in the 1800s. Bathsheba. She, Bathsheba. That's crazy. It's hard to. Bathsheba. It's not fun to say. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not... It's dramatic. I was like, uh, this yeah. sounds like an ancient, like, angel demon spirit. Yeah. Bathsheba. Yeah. yeah like, okay. Uh, so she married... Bathsheba married a man named Judson <laughs> Sherman. I'm having trouble saying anything today. Well, because these are kind of wild names. Ah, uh, yes. My favorite pairing, Bathsheba x Judson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, so she married him. Yeah. Judson Sherman. In 1844... And then there were allegations of witchcraft against her. Oh. Uh, because what happened was an infant died in her care. It's oh. still unknown why the child was there. It could have been a neighbor's child. Oh. Um, and the cause of death was <gasps> impalement. No. The infant was stabbed through the skull with a large sewing needle. Oh, wow. Okay, that's not witchcraft. That's just uh, that's violence. Just <laughs> brutal murder. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need a spell for you that. You don't have to be a witch to stab somebody in the head. Uh, no, that's horrible oh my god you just have to be a psychopath you just have to be evil yeah um yeah so she faced a trial but there was no conviction but public opinion went bad as you may imagine Uh. and she went into exile and stayed within the confines of the farmhouse where she raised her own child Mm. and apparently she also mistreated her hired help she abused them physically and mentally and starved them wow 
and she died in 1885 of a strange case of paralysis. The doctor said she basically turned slowly turned to stone. There is a disease like that yeah. out there. And they probably didn't know exactly what it was in 1885. Yeah, so they're just like, wow, she she's turned turning to, to stone. stone. How strange. Yeah, it <laughs> might have been that like that weird, that bone thing. Yeah, where yeah, you get where a small injury and then bone grows instead yeah, of yeah, like everything tissue. calcifies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yikes! Well, at first, she deserved it. She mm. did. Yeah, that was yeah, payback. She stabbed a baby. Yikes! Okay, that's so horrible. That's. Uh, Hard to think about. Yeah, okay. Okay, more, more. Tell me more. I don't want to think about dead babies. Okay. (laughs) So at first, Ed and Lorraine didn't feel a presence when they came to investigate. Yeah. But Roger had seen – Roger's the husband. He had seen the apparition of a woman one night, and her neck was badly broken. And she said – I don't know if he said she was hanging from the barn. Right. Yeah. Like hanging from maybe one of the rafters. Yeah. But hanging from the barn. Yikes. Okay. And then he noticed – her facial expression changing. Ew. So first, oh. like, in her face itself changing. So first she had, like, deep gouges and scratches on her face. But yeah. then it just cleared, and she just stared at him. Oh. Oh, no. Creepy. I would not you be creeper. happy about that. Right? Uh, why can't she be a non Why can't apparitions just behave normally? Ghost? I don't yeah, understand. exactly. Like, they could just, like, be, I'm like... I'm sure there are some who do. They're hey. just like, hey, I'm just here to, like, um... Like, play video games. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ignore me. I just... It's, <laughs> Mom I just, said like, it's my turn to play the super Xbox. Bored. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. 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 What's up? <laughs> uh, <laughs> one night, Carolyn was sitting on the couch in the living room, and she felt a sharp pierce in her leg, and saw... And oh. she looked down, and she saw trickles of blood running from her, an open wound, what? and her muscles spasmed. Ooh. And then she looked closer, and she saw that it was, a like, a prick from a sharp object. Yeah, like a... Like a knitting needle. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. This person had a fucking habit. Bathsheba had a habit of knitting needle stabbings. Right? Yeah. She's a jerk. Yeah. Um, and then some spirits, they said, smelled like burning rotten flesh oh. and would go as far as attacking the children. Oof. Were the kids so. okay? Uh, yeah, I mean, like they, they didn't survived. die. That's good. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's why I was. I know they probably were not uh, okay in yeah, terms no, of trauma, but uh, they're very well adjusted. These considering, days. yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah, I'm glad they're alive. All right. So when they, so like I said, when they came, they didn't um, feel a presence, and so they, and they also dismissed the possibility of demons. Right. But then they had a séance. And Carolyn started acting strange. She convulsed violently and she became aggressive and started speaking in tongues. Basically, she was possessed and her eyes rolled back in her head and her skin took on a weird form. I don't know what they meant by that. (coughs) And her chair levitated. That's bad. While she was in it. That's unfortunate. I would be upset. Yeah. Put this chair back down. Back down. Yeah, <laughs> put me down. So they yeah. ended up having to call upon a priest. Yeah. And um, after this, Roger kicked the Warrens out of the house for fear of more violent activity. And oh. the hauntings did die down a bit after Ed and Lorraine left. Oh. Yeah. What? It's like they... Um, oh, so like they've pissed off the spirits by like trying They aggravated them by bringing Ed and, Lor- Ed and Lorraine in. I could see that happening. Yeah. because yeah, they're like, ah, you try to get rid of me. Hmm. Yeah, my house. Yeah, my closet. That's where I'm gonna haunt after I die. Apparently, yeah. So you should. Yeah. Um, because then it really won't bother anybody. Oh, <laughs> uh, it'll bother me. Never mind. I, to the deities listening, I take that back. Let me haunt 
Victoria, all of it. Just yeah. the whole dang city. I should just haunt the Empress Hotel. And also airplanes so I can, like, go around. Yeah, that'd be cool. I want to haunt the Empress Hotel. Yeah, but that means we kind of have to die there. So when I'm really, like, old and, like, crusty and I live there with my like, with my boyfriend yeah. and he's also old. We'll go there on our deathbed. Yeah, I'll, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, instead of taking me to a hospice, um, have you considered? Taking me <laughs> taking to, me a, to hotel, a hotel. A so really expensive to, hotel. Yeah, so that they can change the sheets after yeah. they have my, like, the poor hotel workers. But yeah, no, totally. Should we alternate? Yeah, I was actually going to bring that up just now. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, I yeah. was actually thinking that exact thing because we've both mind. got... Yeah, you did. We're psychic. I, I feel like I've been talking that. for a really long time because I did the email and yeah. Yeah, no, we might as well alternate because we've each got two uh, two of their, uh, their cases yeah. of Ed and Lorraine Warren's cases. So I have one and this is based off one you might have heard of too. Uh, a Haunting in Connecticut. And yes, the 2009 movie of that same name was based off this event. Ed and Lorraine definitely got a lot of movies made of, like, these people's hauntings. Um, So, in 1986, the Snedeker, I think is how you pronounce it, Snedeker, Snedeker. It's It's not a very nice... Snedeker. Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, Snedeker. The Snedeker family rented an old house in uh, Southington, Connecticut. Alan and Carmen Snedeker moved in with their daughter and their three young sons in order to be closer to, like, the hospital where one of their sons was receiving treatment. Some reports say he was suffering from Hodgkin's lymphoma, so... Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And were there McDonald's houses? No, probably not. I don't know, but I don't know if you know this. <laughs> McDonald's does not cure Hodgkin's lymphoma generally, even though no, but I know they do the Make a Wish thing. Right, right, right. Yeah, where no. families can live with their kids in the eighties. Yeah, maybe I not. Probably I do remember didn't that exist back then. But yeah, so they moved into this house, right, to be closer to that hospital, and the family was unfortunately unaware of the house's uh, purportedly twisted and gruesome past. Uh, at one point, Carmen Snedeker, the mother, found strange items in the basement of her new home. Uh, they were mortician's tools. That's a good sign. Yeah, promising, right? Yeah. Apparently, and to the family's dismay, their home had once been a full-blown funeral parlor. The former funeral... Ah, uh, blah, blah, tongue twister. Yeah. The oh, former funeral home... Yeah, I know, I'm really good at speaking. I, I do it sometimes. Had little bits of uh, mortuary left in the basement. So they actually process the bodies there. And that, of course, is not the worst part, but we'll get to that. So while living in the house, the Snedeker's eldest son began seeing both horrific visions and spirits. These strange and deeply unsettling experiences soon started happening to the other family members as well, and it got progressively worse. Both parents, Alan and Carmen, stated that they were raped in more than one orifice. Oh. Yeah, by the demons, or whatever these entities were, that still haunted their house. On top of this, at some point, uh, I think it was prior to that, uh, while Carmen was mopping the kitchen floor, the water she was using suddenly turned blood red and reeked of rotting dead flesh. Good times. Yeah, that's why I like when I mop. You know, I mop to get rid of the rotting dead flesh, not yeah. to have it spring up on me again. Dang it. The family would stumble, would also stumble, like, upon random toe tags in the house regularly, left over from those toe Lovely. tagging. Yeah, I know, so I guess that was left there. Fell off some of the bodies before they got them out of there. So, the more common occurrences and hauntings, such as, like, dishes shaking and lights flickering, happened as well, but that smell of decaying flesh would often simply linger in the air. 
delicious. Yeah, that must have been fun to live in. And this is where Lorraine and Ed Warren come in. So the Snedeker family contacted the, the contacted the two demonologists who came to their home and declared that it was basically infested with spirits. Good. Yeah, like demons <laughs> specifically too. Yeah, so Ed and Lorraine stated that the reason for this was, of course, due to the remaining presence of the souls of the corpses who'd been originally brought to the funeral home. According to the Warrens, and this is where the even nastier aspect of the house's potential history comes in. Some of the morticians had engaged in a variety of debauched acts with the dead bodies themselves. So they they had sex with the dead bodies. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd be pretty mad as a spirit too. I'd be like, like, it's my dead body. Yeah. So after a two year stay, the Snedekers decided to at last move out. Um, So they're, is a little bit to this that I'm not sure if it's credible or not, but the Snedekers firmly stand by what they said. Okay. Um, but I there, accept it. Yeah, there was a horror novelist uh, named Ray Garten uh, who was interviewed by Horror Magazine later as to what Ed Warren had told him regarding the family members' like differing accounts of their experiences because the novelist was supposed to write their story, right? So he interviewed them to get more info and all their stories didn't seem to like match up very well. So he talked to Ed Warren about it and Warren, uh, this is the quote that the novelist gave that he claimed Ed told him, uh, quote, Oh, they're crazy, he said. You've got some of the story. Just use what works and make the rest up. Just make it up and make it scary. Yikes. Yeah, but I'm not sure, right? Like, he could have said that to discredit, or he could yeah. be completely honest about it, right? Because, yeah. like, it's not like this is something that's common and believable, right? Like, yeah. science hasn't really proved hauntings yet. So yeah. <laughs> so who knows, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's okay. that story. And, that's yeah, Snedeker's still do it, and you can, like, look up pictures of the house, too. Sne- it's actually... Decay. Yeah, the Snay Decay house. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Any, like, current Snedekays out there. I'm sorry for slandering <laughs> Snedeker, I'm guessing. I don't know, right? This is I, an it's, unusual name. It looks name. like Snedeker. It probably is because yeah, American, I mean, right? But yeah. um, I just don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I've never heard that name before. It's unusual. It's neat. But yeah, this is why I wasn't sure what that was based on. And I never, I don't think I watched A Haunting Connecticut, although I'd heard about it at the time. Yeah, I don't remember if I did either. And that's, that's that story. The end. Yeah, you're welcome, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. so we want to tackle uh, some of the interesting ones. Yeah. yeah. So Andrea has another one that this you guys will recognize and you're going to be stoked. The next one is Annabelle. And you've all heard it. But yeah. it's truly interesting. Okay. Yeah, like this is a real story behind that movie. Yeah. yeah. All right. So the story began in 1970. When a 28-year-old student nurse named Donna received a Raggedy Ann doll as a birthday gift from her mother. Why? I don't know. She's 28. Why is she? I don't know. I would not want that. No. I never wanted a Raggedy Ann doll, and I had one. Yeah, I don't think most, even like children, want a Raggedy Ann doll. No, I got one. Anyway. I'm so sorry. They're scary. (sighs) I don't know. They are eerie looking. Yeah. They are. I don't know what happened to it. It It probably just got up and walked away. I probably killed it. You <laughs> just were like, I Burned need to it. get rid of this. Yeah, this creepy. cannot be around me anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so it was bought secondhand from a hobby store. Mm-hmm. So the student nurse, Donna, was living with her friend, Angie. Mm-hmm. And they put it on the bed and they began to notice it changing positions. Its leg would be crossed or it would be laying on its, on its side. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she and Angie began finding parchment paper on the floor with written messages saying, help me, Whoa. help Lou, 
who was their male friend. They had a, a guy friend named Lou. Oh. Or help us. And there was no parchment paper in the house. Yeah, I was going to say, so, where'd this doll get that paper? Right. Spirit realm parchment paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where are they whipping that out from? And then the doll began appearing in different rooms. So it was oh, no. more than just changing positions. It started actually changing rooms. No. And at one point, like, they came upon it and it looked like it had, like, blood on its hands. Oh. And uh, when they looked nice. closer, it kind of looked like the blood was leaking out of the doll. Oh. Yeah. Wow, God. Ew. I know. Gross. I would absolutely get rid of that. So that friend Lou, he was taking a nap one day and he woke up with the doll staring at him and he <sighs> felt like he was being strangled and he... um. Ended up with deep scratch wounds on his upper body. Oh, what? Yeah. That's weird. Right? Yeah, so I, I can't imagine him wanting like to do it. that to himself just for the sake of a story, right? No. So that's weird. So the girls thought there must have been, like, like the, there were, like, intruders coming in and, like, moving the doll. Freaking them um, out. Strangling Lou, maybe. Like, just trying to freak <laughs> leaving, them out. Yeah, leaving yeah. parchment paper messages. That's but they ruled weird. it out because it's... I don't know what kind of intruders do that. Yeah, right? Like, and why would they come in just to be like, I'm going to freak this person out, but not take a single thing, yeah. and I'm going to do it multiple times, because that totally doesn't increase my chance of getting caught. Yeah. Yeah, no, it doesn't make sense. No, yeah. it doesn't. So they ruled it out. They contacted a medium, and they had a seance. Yeah. It's always good to do that. I like to default to seance right away. Right? That's, um, you got to rule out spirits before you well, move I mean, on to true crime. It's true. I mean, with this <laughs> doll, though, like, I would. I'd be like, um, yeah. yeah. It's definitely When spirits. it's a doll, it's it, Like, that's fucked up. Creepy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know how in the movie, Annabelle is not a Raggedy Ann? She's yeah, she's, creepy like, a creepy looking, like, dummy yeah. doll sort of looking thing. Yeah, they should have stuck with the Raggedy Ann. That would have been actually yeah. more subtle and a lot creepier. And more true. More true, obviously, and yeah. also just, like, so much more subtle. Because, like, looking at the one in the movie, you're like, of course that's a haunted doll. Who would yeah. buy that thinking that's not a haunted doll? It looks terrible. Right? It looks like <laughs> one. It looks evil. Like Yeah. Yeah. They should have gone with the Raggedy Ann. Subtle, subtle is creepier. Yeah. It is. Um, if only we were making the movies instead of those fools. <laughs> those movie-making fools. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try one day. It's... I, I bet it's going to be bad and people are going to like call me on this episode and be like, ha, ah, you can't do it either. I'll be like, at least I didn't make a really creepy doll. Yes. At least my props are, you know, nuanced. Yeah. yeah. Nuanced props. That's the key. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> um, through the seance, they figured out uh, that there is a spirit of Annabelle Higgins hanging around. She lived on the property before the apartments were built, and she died at age seven. Aww. The property used to be a field, and she had been found dead there. Yikes. When the doll came into the apartment, Annabelle's spirit was still in the area, and she liked the doll and became one with it. Whoa. So that's the theory there. That's the theory. Yikes. Um, so she told them in the seance that she felt comfort with them and wanted to stay with them and be loved. Oh. And so they were like, okay, that's sweet. Yeah, that doesn't sound that bad. But because of the physical attack on yeah. Lou... Yeah, I was going to say. The girls contacted the Warrens. Yeah, um, I was yeah. going to say, like, I just want to be loved and also kill you. And also strangle your friends. But that's yeah. fine, right? Like, we're cool? Yeah. 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 It's okay. I'll, I'll pay <laughs> rent in parchment. <laughs> um, according to the Warrens' website, uh, here's a quote. Came, they came to the immediate conclusion that the doll itself was not, in fact, possessed, but manipulated by an inhuman presence. Right. Truly, the spirit was not looking to stay attached to the doll. It was looking to possess a human host. 
Right. So they figured out it was not Annabelle Higgins. Yeah, which makes sense. It was not a cute little seven-year-old girl that liked to strangle people. Shocking. It was a demon. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. So a priest came in along with the Warrens. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Warrens ended up just taking the doll. And Ed told Lorraine that they should avoid the highway because it was going to be a rough ride home, he figured, yeah, right? Yeah, that they were going to, like, get sabotaged by the doll. Yeah, yeah. and it was. He oh, was shit. Right. So it was rough. The power stealing the power stealing failed. I hate it when I pa- try to power steal things <laughs> yeah. and I, like, don't manage and it. So I end up just doing failing. normal stealing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bummer. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So the power steering. The power steering also failed. <laughs> <laughs> and the brakes failed. Shit. And the engine kept stalling. And they ended up having to sprinkle Annabelle with holy water to calm her down. And then once they were home, they put the doll on a desk, thinking that would be fine. Uh. But then she was seen rising above the desk, levitating multiple times. Dang it, Annabelle. And activity slowed and stopped. And then they, so they thought then, okay, the demon quieted. Yeah. But then they started finding her in different rooms of the house. Yep. And Shit. so then they called a priest. Right. But the priest didn't take them seriously. It's kind of weird and for a priest. Yeah. Usually they do believe Usually in Usually they're demons. like, Sure. Yeah, this is kind of my line of work is demons. And believing in this crap. Yeah, I mean, right? Like, yeah. most of them will be like, I don't buy that. <laughs> this this um, is a very disillusioned priest. So he left. He's like, bye. And yeah. then he got in his car and he was in a car accident. Oh, shit. On his way home from their house. His car turned over um, because his brakes had failed. Oh. His car was completely written off and he was badly hurt, but he survived. Okay, So the Warrens were like, okay, um... Yeah. They built a glass case and locked yeah. Annabelle in there. <laughs> yeah. And they put uh, warnings on it saying, do not touch. And they put a cross there. Right. And um, it's in the museum, right? Yeah. So some say that they see Annabelle moving around the case Ugh. and that she growls at visitors. Rude. And this one man challenged the doll to do its worst before Ooh. leaving the museum. Bad idea. Um, in one account, it said that he was told to leave the museum because he was taunting the doll and he left and died in a motorcycle accident oh wow yeah well shit yeah huh so i'm surprised that the doll went after the priest who didn't believe because the priest obviously wasn't going to do shit all about it but she was a demon um not offended oh offended i don't know maybe saying that probably (laughs) probably probably just doesn't like priests in general right you don't believe in me well that is it yeah, I'll show you. Yeah, that's yeah. basically what, yeah, she's just being ornery. So the next one I have, and our final case of the uh, the Warrens for uh, today, is the werewolf demon. Yay! Yeah, I don't hear about this one very often at all. I'm sure if I lived in like, I don't know, the 50s, 60s, and 80s, I would, but... I I didn't, so, ah, shrug. (laughs) All right, so some of this info I definitely found from sites such as, like, historicmysteries.com and mysteriousuniverse.org, but I interpreted it myself, like, I translate, I didn't just steal them. But, yeah, I just wanted to give them some credit. You're a thief. All that power Power stealing. stealing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, go check out uh, those sites if you want even more detail. But I think I got quite a bit here, and you guys are in for a treat. If you do say so yourself. I do say so myself. So, in the Essex seaside town of Southend, England, on a bright and warm Saturday afternoon in 1952, nine-year-old William Ramsey was playing outside in the garden of his family home. He was a very imaginative child and was playing make-believe by himself while his mother made sure to, like, check in on him at times, right? 
And as William was playing on his own, he experienced something very abrupt and very strange. About an hour into his game, Ramsay suddenly felt a strange wave of freezing cold wash over him, like an icy winter chill, despite the fact that it was like a perfectly warm and sunny afternoon. And after this first wave of cold, he started shaking uncontrollably and could smell an odd, distinctly unpleasant odor in the air surrounding him. Good. A lot of odors Excellent. today. Yeah. So here's a quote from him about the childhood event. Quote, have you ever walked into a meat locker right after you've been outside on a hot day? All the time. Yeah, I never stopped doing that, really. (laughs) That's what this was like. I was playing and my body temperature was normal. And then, well, I'd say it felt as if my body temperature dropped a good 20 degrees. Sweat froze on me and my whole body started shaking. It was as if I'd opened this door and stepped inside to another dimension or something. And there was this odor, very foul. A few years earlier, a sewer on our street had backed up. I'd never smelled anything as bad as the gases that escaped. And that's what this smell like was like that day. I was afraid I was going to vomit. While he was overwhelmed with these sensations, two thoughts occurred to him. Wolves <laughs> and the need to run to the seaside. Because that's... You know, happens. That's normal. But, like, they're, like, flashing images. Like, it just random shit, right? Yeah. Like, he, he didn't know what it meant either. His mother checked in on him, hoping to, like, snap him out of the weird daze he was in. And she witnessed her son, this young boy, manage to uproot a fence post with its concrete rooting and the rest of the fence still attached. Yeah. Yeah. That's normal, So he too. just ripped this shit right, yeah, down this to the all concrete. Just, I don't know why Eight-year-olds so do that, right? Nine-year-olds, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was nine. That changes things. They can right, do that. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, still in a trance with all his senses hyper-attuned to everything in his environment, he started chewing on the wire mesh of the fence. And William's father tried to take the fence away from his son and was shocked at the strength his son suddenly possessed. Like, he couldn't get the fence away from him, like, even a little. And William, uh, Bill, as he's often referred to, like, shorthand, was growling and snarling at him like a wild animal the whole time. So after a while, Bill's alarming, rage-filled trance seemed to ebb away, and he eventually stood up and with blood on his face from, you know, chewing a metal fence. And he walked to the door, and he calmly asked his parents, who had retreated to the relative safety of the home, if he could be let inside. Kids. Yeah, so he's just completely fine after that, like, can I be let in? This is like why after I don't he like just children. went, I don't think it, I don't know. He experiences in adulthood too. It gets wild. Okay. So, yeah, uh, he was incident free for years and years after this event, and had grown up to be an apparently very loving husband and father of three kids. However, what had started in childhood would not soon be forgotten by Bill or anyone who came into contact with Bill. So the first couple years of his marriage were riddled with nightmares of his wife running from him and turning to look back at him in terror, and he'd wake up in a cold sweat and hear what sounded like the heavy panting of an animal in the room. As he shook sleep off more and more, he realized the animal heard in the room was him. Oh. Much later, Bill again felt that mysterious freezing cold sensation overtake him and had to run to the bathroom of a pub he was at with friends in order to get it under control. And he double-checked himself in the mirror of that bathroom and actually saw, like, a wolf staring back, like this wolf creature thing. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. Bill's a werewolf. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like lycanthropy is what a lot of people think, but there's the scientific evidence for that is low, too. It's almost as low as, like demons but Mm -hmm. there's many recorded cases of that right but yeah so after this unfortunately like right after the (laughs) pub 
he uh he ended up trying to bite the leg of a friend while they were in the car home, the that car ride home. Is damaging to relationships. Yep, probably. I've learned the well, hard way. I know, me too. I often bite. <laughs> Don't bite things. me, Andrea. That's all I ever hear. Right? I know. <sighs> well, I mean, I've had to say that to you a lot. And the only reason I, <laughs> I still haven't cut you out of my life is because you're family and I know. we like I like playing Bloodborne with you. But <laughs> if not for that, I'd be like, that is the final leg bite. <laughs> Stop gnawing on me, you little beast. <laughs> she just laughs. She's like, oh, it's nothing. And just you don't gnaw, mean gnaw, that. Gnaw. You like being bitten. <laughs> not like, jump, jump. not on my leg bone. Ow. <laughs> I need that leg bone. Why it's are you fine, gnawing on leg fine. bones? I'll buy you some dog treats that you can gnaw on instead. Um, no, I like legs. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all? All right, so things honestly just got worse from that point okay yeah so he stepped they up they seem to, fine for right now so uh, yeah <laughs> biting people <laughs> chewing on fences yeah. yeah so bill had several intense altercations with both police and medical professionals right before christmas of 1983 he experienced chest pains and went to the hospital to be checked out for a possible heart attack part way through having his blood pressure taken he suddenly bit the arm of the nurse, fully sinking his teeth into her, before running through the hallways, growling and snarling. And according to witnesses at the hospital, like patients and staff, he was hunched like an animal with his hands curled into claws. He knocked anyone who tried to come near him to the ground, like against the wall, to like just sent them flying with like well, complete damn. ease. Yeah, like yeah. he did it with ease and like a supernatural strength. Cool. So a team of people... Uh, finally managed to, like, subdue him. But the handcuffs they tried first were useless on him. Wow. Yeah, he, like, broke them. So it took, like, a full-blown tranquilizer to finally stop the rampage. Oh, okay. Yeah, they had to really inject a lot of that. Yeah. (laughs) So he had multiple instances like this, a second one at the same hospital. A nurse had feared for her life, uh, because I think... He'd either, like, flung her someone near her against a wall. He'd yeah. lunged at an orderly, and eventually he ended up facing down four police officers who'd been called. Again, he was, like, so he faced them down, right, and he's growling and snarling at them. And while they eventually got him restrained, during the fight, one of the police officers suffered wounds so severe that he ended up in the hospital for another four days. Holy crap. Yep. After a similar instant in which it took over a dozen police officers their full efforts in order to subdue him, Bill was sent to treatment to see how someone so calm and rational and, like, nice all the time could just suddenly, like, snap and become a superhuman beast in the span of, like, half a second. Yeah. Right? But none of the medical tests, like a whole lot of MRIs, x-rays, and psychiatric tests could determine what the fuck was going on. And here's where the Warrens come in. (laughs) <laughs> yep. So the demonologists had decided to take a trip to London, uh, just on their own, and Bill's story had appeared on TV while they were there. And Lorraine saw it and instantly believed that Bill was possessed. And she contacted the Southend-on-Sea police station, eventually securing an interview with the Ramses. So during one of the interviews with, uh, with the Warrens, so someone, I, like, interviewed them about their experiences with Will- with, uh, William Bill Ramsey, right? Mm-hmm. And Ed Warren stated that Ramsey would, quote, ask to be locked up in a jail cell for his protection and the protection of the public. Hmm. So, That's like, he reasonable. knew something was wrong. He didn't remember it and wasn't doing it on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ed and Lorraine uh, convinced Bill Ramsey to come to their church in Connecticut and undergo an exorcism with their own specialist, Bishop Robert McKenna. 
Bill made the trip with his wife in 1989, and the night before the exorcism was due to take place, he tried to strangle his wife while she slept. Oh. Yikes. Yeah. So when the exorcism began, Bill was not feeling it, right? Like, it sounds like there was just, like, a lot of disbelief on his part. He thought this was bull. He had to really kind of be, like, talked into this mm-hmm. in the first place. Um, the service was being conducted in Latin, and for half an hour, nothing happened. But suddenly, Bill took on an entirely different appearance. His face contorted, and both hands formed claws. Bishop McKenna commanded the demon to leave, and he experienced the full wolf-like strength and rage of Bill once. So he probably got slammed against a wall or something. Yeah. Before, finally, this essence left Bill for good. Oh. Yeah, the whole event was recorded on film. Cool. So you can actually see this. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Did you watch it? I couldn't find it, but oh. I think I just need to dig more. At, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Because by it's actually not too. I think it's probably on YouTube. But um. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be an old ass tape, and that's why because yeah. it's from like the nineties or the eighties. Yeah, but it'd be great. To, yeah, it would be because like I would love to see that like well not love in terms of this is a good thing, but I would love <laughs> to see like how this like polite man like snaps. You know, like you kind of want to know what that looks mm-hmm. like. Because I don't hear about lycanthropy or anything tangentially related to that. And most demons who possess people aren't werewolf demons. Like, mm-hmm. it's just an odd one. It stood out to me because of that. I was like, werewolves? I've never done that. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. I want to hear about werewolves. It just <clears throat> sounds like a real feel-good movie. <laughs> Twilight Part 2. Yeah. <laughs> the consequences of werewolves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's it. Nurses don't like them is the summary. Nurses. Yeah, they're the not The natural fun. enemy of a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> they're often outmatched, though. But the nurses have tranquilizers, you see. The yeah. werewolves have paws so they don't come prepared. <laughs> they don't have their tranquilizers, so no. they're at a disadvantage. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. that's the only way to put down a nurse, too, is with tranquilizers. The yeah, they handcuffs are wild, will also not work on them. Wild beasts. Yeah, nurses. No. And that's just how they are, right? Yeah. Like, but, you know, they're functionally beast-like. It's fine. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes they help you, sometimes Functional they kill monsters. you. Yeah, you know, it just depends on whether or not they're feeling it that day. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate nurses that do their job because it's actually a really hard job. It's just that most of the ones I run into, like, treat me, like, with this, like, disdain that's just palpable. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even asking for anything yet. Oh, they've done the <laughs> same to me, me and I was a volunteer. I wasn't even a patient. Yeah. I was volunteering, and I just needed to see if I could go into this one room and visit with this elderly man. <laughs> yeah, um, which is a fair question. But you question. have to make sure that they're stable before you can go in. Well, yeah, of course. You're a volunteer. Yeah. They can't have that liability. Yeah. Yeah. So I just went, and they they were like, they told me to hold on for a moment, and then went back to gossiping. Oh. And I was like, it's a yes or no answer question. You're yeah, clearly just, just power no. tripping. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because, like, yeah. hard, like, I can make you wait because I'm a nurse. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. Fuck off. Yeah, I guess they must power trip a lot because doctors do that with them, even though they yeah, do most of the doctor's work. But then political. they take it out on everyone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't do that, guys. Power structures are bad. Mm-hmm. Stop that. No yeah. hierarchy is allowed here Cut in it this out. space. This is an anarchist closet. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have you know. Yeah. <laughs> no hierarchies allowed past the threshold of my heated foam. Oh my god, I'm hot. I know. It feels like it's heated. I feel like uh, I turned on a furnace and the foam's just like, hey, hey. Yeah. Right. Welcome insane. to hell. Yeah. It. <laughs> it is insane. So we, you should email us your stories of um being a werewolf at twoscaredsiblings <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> From those times that you were a werewolf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you could talk about your haunted dolls and all the, all the other like boring All that stuff that stuff. everybody has. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, well, we've all had experiences with dolls. Yeah, regular Tuesday 
experiences. Yeah, it's usually yeah. a Tuesday. Dolls have a thing about For that. Tuesdays. They're like, oh, it's Tuesday. Time to leak blood from my hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. Me too. But, um, yeah. So visit our Patreon, patreon.com slash two scared siblings, because then you can get some bonus content. Yeah, we do bonus videos at the end of every month. Not videos. Fuck, I keep saying videos. I know. Okay, we do bonus uh, <laughs> bonus episodes is what I mean to say. Yeah. Bonus episodes at the end of every month that are, like, actually a pretty good chunk. And we're going to, like, do more stuff, too, once we get some more uh, patrons. We're going to, like, probably have merch we're gonna, and stuff. Yeah, we're working on merch. I'm excited to, like, design some. If you guys want to send your designs for some merch, too, that relates to Two Scared Siblings, like, yeah, that would be great. contact us. Let us know. That'd yeah, be great. Yeah, because then we can start it up. Yeah. And uh, we're Two Scared Siblings on Facebook. We've got a page and a group there and Two Scared Siblings on Instagram and at Two Scared Sibs on Twitter. Yep. And our personals are I'm at, at Toy Carousels. And I'm at Andrea Noel 3. Yeah, because there's like two other Andrea Noels that got there first, I guess. Yeah. Apparently. You have to fight them. Jerks. Go into beast mode. <laughs> beast mode. <laughs> <laughs> or nurse mode, whichever yeah, is I'll more scary. <laughs> I think it's the latter that's scarier. Go into yeah, nurse I'll mode. Yeah, I'll go into nurse mode. Yeah, that's <laughs> guaranteed. All right. So you guys get a kiss. All right. Mwah. Mm-hmm. Sleep well.